Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast presented by Shady Rays. We're coming to you live from Stadium Swim at Circa Las Vegas. Guys, this is gorgeous out here. This is awesome. This is so cool. Like, you want to talk about the best pool experience. I don't know that you're going to get better than this. I mean, you got all the games on behind you. You got all the stats. You're you're kept in the know, and you're getting some sun. You can even gamble by the pool down low. There's a there's a whole like gambling suite, uh, so you can just jump out of the pool, go walk over, play a little blackjack, and then jump back in. I now dope. have backyard goals, and I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it. I may just move here. I mean, that might be easier to be honest with you. I don't I, I don't think the missus is down for it, but I may just never leave. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, last night we finally got to see our summer sons in action for the first time. Game one did not result in a win, but overall it was really promising. We got to see Tumani Kamara. We got to see Jordan Goodwin. And uh, I think we are all in agreement that we were very happy with what we were able to see from those guys last night. We can start with Tumani Kamara. He finished with 20 points, eight rebounds, shot 61.5% from the field. What stood out to you guys about the way that he played last night? It, it was just so, like, composed. Like, the way that he looked like, uh, I think Channing Fry said it, or someone said it on the broadcast, that he looked like a senior playing against freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked comfortable catching the ball in the short roll, making good decisions, um, and he looked confident with his shooting stroke as well. So I was I was very impressed. I mean, obviously, he's a 23-year-old rookie. You, you would hope a four-year college guy looks like that, but... For a second round pick, that's I was I was impressed. There was a lot of a lot of the small things that he did throughout that game that really just reaffirmed why the Suns took him in the second round and why they've already committed to him. Uh, it, it just it was remarkable. Yeah, the scoring was great, um, but I was really interested to see how how his stroke was from the outside. It looked real smooth. Uh, he didn't connect on a lot from outside, but it still looked good. So you have a foundation to work with. Defensively, he was he was solid. And then really the thing that I think is going to separate him and really get him some minutes if he's going to play on this team is that second effort, you know, Mm -hmm. that that unrelenting pursuit of trying to get the basketball and get more opportunities for your team. He did that multiple times last night. I was just super impressed by the young man. Yeah, I was impressed with his headiness under the hoop. Sometimes, uh, you know, let's be honest, summer league games can start to look a lot like you went down to the Y and you decided to watch some basketball. But Tumani down low really was a heady player, and I like that. I, I was not sure what to expect in that way. 
and we buried the lead. The freaking dunk on Taco Fall. Like, I mean, the athleticism was there from this guy. I enjoyed every second of watching him, and I don't need to see another second of him in Summer League. That was good enough. Shut him down in my mind. Well, I mean, if we get if we get another dunk like that, I wouldn't mind seeing some more of him in Summer League. I mean, that was that was incredible. That was such a cool moment. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see him play again. I hope he does play again. Uh, but yeah, we should. Uh... I totally understand, though, why you don't want him to play, because we obviously did get a little bit uh, nervous there last night in that game. And we'll, of course, get to that here in just a little bit. But we did get Quentin Crawford's thoughts on Tumani Kamara. And Quentin Crawford, of course, is the coach of the Summer Suns. But here's what he had to say about Kamara. He was great. He was great. He did everything we asked him to do. Um, I thought he, you know, we use him as a Swiss Army knife. We show that he can bring the ball to court. He showed that he can play a little five and DHO and do a bunch of different things. So um, I think his first showing in the NBA was really good. Um, obviously, the numbers look good, but I think his overall character and his demeanor throughout the game, you know, cheering on his teammates, trying to bring his teammates together when, you know, when the going got a little tough for us, he was the one on the bench talking. So, I, you know, he was really good, and I, I tip my hat to him. Glowing. Uh, endorsement there from Coach Crawford, that's for sure. Yeah, and what we saw just kind of backs up what we've been saying. Like, we feel like the Suns are pretty high on this guy. They already signed him to his contract. Uh, Crawford had a lot of nice things to say about him after the first couple days of practice. Said he thinks he's going to be a great player in this league. So, um, you know, Summer League, we always have to take with a grain of salt because it's Summer League. But there, you can look unprepared or unready for this stage in Summer League. And Tumani definitely did not. Yeah, look one day before in Wemby. I mean, not to compare him to Wemby, but we talk about guys coming out and, and not looking ready. Tumani Kamara, uh, as a, like you said, a four-year college guy, 23 years old, looked the part. He looked like a man amongst boys, which he should have because he, he pretty much is in most cases <laughs> out here on the court. And let me make an addendum. He can play tomorrow since we're here for that game. Then don't let him play again <laughs> okay, the rest of summer. And then after that, we're done. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys want to talk about that highlight, though? I know Espo brought it up, but it was pretty. Should we look at yeah, it? Yeah, we have to show it. We have to look <laughs> And so I, that angle, it doesn't really make it look like he dunked on Taco One Fall, time, but I'm it was still here. like from. I mean, it was over two guys, basically. It was right through the middle of them. He didn't show any fear. And he has that quick twitch athleticism where he doesn't need, like, a runway to get up and elevate and dunk on somebody. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, he split the hand right down the middle of the two of them. It, yeah. was, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, I loved I just it, – it was sneaky athleticism, too. He's just kind of coming down the lane and then pop. He, he just hits him with it. I, I'm excited to watch this kid. I know we're not going to see him play a lot of minutes uh, in the regular season in all likelihood. But I could see this guy develop into something, you know, something nice for this team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, one of the things that I loved about that dunk was he had mentioned about how he got blocked earlier in the game. Um, again, we're talking about those intangibles and learning quickly on the move. And he said he got blocked. And, he, and when he got that moment again, he was like, I'm not getting blocked this time. Like, yep. I, So he went up with more assertive, more aggressive, um, and he finished it off. And, I, I mean, again, that's – for a player like that to realize that in the spur of the moment um, in such a short period of time, it just it, that really speaks volumes about him. Plus, he and I are besties. So. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and Tumani are besties already? Oh, yeah. That's facts. This is facts. I mean, I, I just love a Tumani tsunami, and I already told K-Ray he can use that on the broadcast. <laughs> there you so. go. 
I do love summer league dunks though. There's just something special about summer league dunks that feel a little bit, I don't know, maybe it's just because how intimate the gyms are here. Um, but Taco is so huge. Like, we already knew that, I get it, but when you see him so close up in these type of gyms here at Summer League, next to guys who are also massive, it just, it blows your mind. The whole entire game yesterday, I was just like, God, I know he, I knew this, but I didn't know this. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a big dude. He yeah. is, absolutely. Especially because he's like getting his doctorate in Summer League. I feel like he's been here for eight years, so <laughs> he's, he's got the most experience. Hey, but there's still hope. Yeah, you know, I, I, I want to see Taco here with another guy we'll talk about later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also talked with uh, Tumani Kamara after the game, and here's what he had to say about guarding different positions in game one. I love it. I love it. Again, I, I feel like that's part of my game. That's part of my identity, who I am. So um, I take a lot of pride in that. Um, and like I said today, I feel like I didn't really do a good job uh, boxing out. So I think it's just keep watching film, learning, going on the next day. He just seems like he always is looking to learn more, to get better. Like he want if this were books, his nose would be in one. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he had mentioned like he said he his goal was to prove that he belongs and he felt like he did that. He felt like he proved I belong in this league. But he for him now it's like the small details. He mentioned he wasn't as good on box outs. His sons got killed on the boards. Um, but you know, he was spending time on wings and then down the stretch they put him on the seven foot six taco fall and I, I love that he's saying like that's part of my identity, that defensive versatility. Um, so that's going to be huge, and, and I think the way that they used him in a number of roles offensively too speaks to that Swiss Army knife thing that Quentin Crawford was talking about. Yeah, he sound he really sounds like a James Jones guy, a yeah. business guy, a guy that's you know been there, uh, has the experience, and, and uh, it shows. He just wants to work on the little things, and he makes that very clear. He's dedicated to that. Uh, let's pump the brakes, though. I saw a lot of people like, we found our fifth starter. <laughs> yeah, let's Okay, Don't then. put those expectations <laughs> on this young man's shoulder. Listen, Not yet. He, he, was, he was great in his summer league debut. He's playing a bunch of dudes that are never going to play in the NBA. Like, definitely pump the brakes on that. He's got, he's got a lot of room to grow. Um, but you're hoping that by the end of the season, he's the type of guy that will get you five to ten minutes of just pure energy. Um, uh, to contribute to a to a hopefully a championship team, if your expectations are more than that, then I have a plot of land by a beachside in Wisconsin. I can tell you. <laughs> oh, that Wisconsin uh, ocean view is beautiful. We love yeah, it. A mansion in Wisconsin. So we also got to take a peek at Jordan Goodwin. Now he only played 18 minutes because he did get hurt and he left the game, but he finished with 12 points, three rebounds and four assists. And Det Nibble in the chat was asking if we had any news on Goodwin's knee soreness. Here's what Clinton Crawford had to say after the game. Yeah, see, I'm not, I know it's the knee soreness and I'm, I'm not sure I'm gonna get with the trainers after and figure out what, it, what his deal is, but he had a good game. He had a good game, uh, led his group. Uh, commanded the group as a point guard. Obviously, he's you know he's trying to transition into that role. So, you know, I think overall for him was he led his team, had us in the game. Obviously, unfortunate events happened. He got a little knee soreness. He had to come out the game, uh, but overall, good game for him. Yeah, and I uh, I actually asked Jordan Goodwin on his way out. He was walking past, and I asked how he was doing, and he said, "I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." So. Uh, hopefully it's nothing minor. It, they will probably err on the side of caution because it's summer league and because when he was in the game, he looked like him and Tumani both looked like they were in that category of player that's like too good to be in yeah. summer league. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't shoot the ball well, but I think that was kind of impacted by the knee because he it looked like it was bothering him earlier in the game. Yeah. Um, he, I, I liked what I saw out of him. 
Yeah, I, I talked with him in the stands, too. Uh, he was sitting there laughing, talking with family, and said he was fine as well. So I'm not concerned about it, but I think you're right. There's no need to, to push that or anything uh, in terms of it. But I liked what I saw out there. We know this guy could wind up being a rotational player if he lives up to to the hype that we've heard. We heard Bradley Beal talking about him and, and seems to love him as well. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing him again in uh, in regular season minutes uh, and seeing what his effectiveness can be because he could wind up uh, potentially supplanting campaign if he has yeah. a good enough uh, good enough run in training camp and everything. So we'll see. He's We're already a- getting comments like that in the chat, people asking and wondering the same thing, Espo. Like, this is going to be a heated battle potentially between those two guys. Yeah. He's a straight dog. Like, that. I mean, he got after it yesterday, and he was physical – thing I loved about it was again uh, he's not afraid he was talking he was talking shit he was <laughs> uh, he would take it to the hole and he would he was there was one possession because yeah. I was right behind the basket where I swear he got slapped like 18 times <laughs> yep. and, he, and he missed the shot and he got up and he looked at the ref and I was like dude blow the whistle and but the very next time down the court he just he took it at him again and he finished off with the lefty and got fouled um, he's strong he's aggressive he's got a little chip to him I love it. We talked in the offseason. We've, well, we've talked all season about them needing to add guys that, that got that dog in them. Yeah. You, folks will not be, uh, uh, you know, uh, confused. Jordan Goodwin has that dog in him for sure. I love it. I love yeah. it. He, he had a number of really nice finishes around the basket, too. He had that one where he went through the left. Uh, I think it was through Andre Jackson Jr., who was a pretty good player. Um, and he had the other one where he kind of like tricked on which which side he was going to go for. It was it was really impressive, and that was something. If you don't, if you want to know more about Jordan Goodwin, I did write about him uh, earlier last week about what to expect from his game, the defense, what he brings offensively, and his summer league debut was pretty much that. I, I feel like he's transitioning well to the role of point guard. He's a good passer and. Um, he's a really good finisher as well. Do you think he'd be uh, Javon Carter type with slightly better or better offense? I mean, that kind of bulldog defensively, but with an offensive game that you I don't think, have him fall out of the rotation. I think that's a little – I don't – Is that too much? I don't know about better offense. Maybe yeah. a little bit better defense because he's more of a, of a uh, playmaker on that end in terms of steals, deflections, and whatnot. No. But, you know, Javon averaged like eight a game last year from Milwaukee. Yeah. I feel like he improved in that regard. Yeah. If you're getting I, like I was five talking six, simply his time here, not. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, from here, yeah. maybe. But, you know, Javon was a knockdown three point shooter. Goodwin has said, like, he was. Goodwin has said, like, I've worked really hard to improve that area of my game. It didn't yeah. show in the numbers last year, but maybe he did have. He didn't shoot the ball well, but he had, he hit one three and it looked pretty good. Maybe he just had a lot of aches and pains, you know what I mean? Like last night after the game, you know, I know his knee was hurt. Maybe yeah. he should have had some wink because uh, that's, that's one of the best uh, drinks you can have out there with a nice little bounce of CBD and THC. Uh-huh. Uh, and, again, it's 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 now starting to get distributed everywhere. You can find it, actually, at your, your local dispensary. Uh, it's our newest partner, Countdown. Here we go. Uh a nice CBD THC balance. Uh, it's really it's light. It's a seltzer, it's a which seltzer. is so nice it's, for hot days. It's fantastic. I think we had a case of about twenty in the office, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> Emma and I consumed all of them because <laughs> we loved it so much. That explains uh, so much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome, and it's not it's not crazy. Like it's like two point five milligrams per can, um, and so it's a nice little. It's like it takes the edge off a little bit, yeah. but nothing crazy. You're not like super like 
loopy or anything like that. I've had it before shows, and clearly my performance has been at an all-time high. So you should definitely <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Make sure you're 21 and over. Uh, I could read it for you. You can check out drinkwink.com. That is W-Y-N-K. And countdowndrink.com to utilize our drink finder to locate a store near you. You can also order directly online. Wink only and only 2.5 milligram cans. Um, But these are available currently in 11 states. We've got Arizona, of course, Arkansas, Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, Missouri, Nevada, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, and Oklahoma, the only and then thing online they, direct to consumer in all other states. The only thing they don't have is it coming out of a nice polar pop fountain. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day Bro, could we you can get a partnership oh between Wink and Circle K Let's and go. make that happen. That's Let's scary. Turn that a 32 ounce polar pop. Let's, well, no, we would oh do a smaller, <laughs> like maybe a. a 12 out. Let's turn that 2.5 to a 25, baby. Let's go. Know, how big were those cans? Imagine that in a 32-ounce cup. <laughs> Holy shit. Tell us about Circle K. <laughs> Espo, you had a great time at Circle K on the road trip out here, didn't look, you? Look, I joked that we were going to combine your uh, love of uh, the Froster with the Coke and the cherry mixed, and uh, I was going to find a Four loco to throw in that bad boy. Well, guess what? You can make a loco cola. <laughs> over at your at Circle K. You can, they have it. I took a picture. Uh, and maybe I drank it, maybe I didn't on the drive here. Who knows? Or, you know, I, I guess know. if you weren't in the I car, wasn't driving. I let's make that clear. Who yes. knows? Uh, no, we're just kidding. But he, here's the deal. Circle K has tons of fantastic stuff. Their snack selection is elite. The best gas, the best coffee, and a beer selection as well. So make sure you're not missing out on all of the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. And right now, if you text PHNEXT to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Okay, so you kind of mentioned, Espo, earlier in the show that, you know, we're really excited about Tumani Kamara, but we likely won't see him play substantial minutes this year. Well, when we're up, our garbage time minutes are going to be so much more fun this year because we've got Tumani to root for, and it's looking like we're going to get Bol Bol to root for as well. We saw a tweet from Shams yesterday that said the Phoenix Suns are front runners to sign free agent Bol Bol, sources tell The Athletic and Stadium. Rival teams are expecting Bol to sign in near future with the Suns, who have deepened their roster this offseason. Is it happening? Is it happening? I think it's happening. It's happening. Hey, let's, uh, I gotta, I'll take you behind the curtain a little bit here. And I don't know if Saul wants anybody to know this, but he was talking with his good friend Shams and he asked him, are you excited for Bull Bull? Uh, Shams did. So I think we're, I think we're pretty close to this being uh, a done deal here. And let me just say, uh, whether or not Saul is, I'm excited for Bull Bull because I've never wanted a 16th man on the roster more than I want Bull Bull. I don't want to speak for you. I don't know how you feel about Bull Bull. I'm just stating my excitement that this guy could come in and be cut by the end of training camp. I, mean, I feel like you kind of set me up like I didn't like Bull Bull. No, like, I'm I saying Bull I, Bull. I don't know how I feel about it. Look, I, like, my, according to the internet, Bull Bull coming to the Suns is much like Wimbiyama going to the Spurs. So, like, I'm down for it. Like, oh, let's, let's Bull, see it. Also, Ace Bull Bull is Wimbiyama with better PR, baby. Oh, <laughs> Listen, can I just say, like, I, I am excited and I will be very happy if Bull Bull is on the Suns squad, but the Spurs really dropped the ball. Like, they should have picked up Bull Bull and had Wimby and just put them both out there at the same time. Like, that would be an epic viewing experience. But also, like, think about this. If this ever happened where you had Bull Bull 
Kevin Durant and DA all on the court at the same time. You talk about going zone with length. Holy shit. Like whether Bol Bol is a good player or not, his measurements alone uh, around those other two would make it virtually impossible to get clean shots off. So, uh, listen, the expectation on Bol Bol should be very tempered. Yeah. It should not be very high. He will be at the end of the bench roster. Uh, he, he will have an end of the bench roster spot. Um, so he's going to have to work himself into that rotation. And you're hoping that Phoenix is in, in, and Frank Vogel is the one that can finally unlock Bol Bol because he's, he's kind of gone through it during his career, and, and everybody sees the potential, but he hasn't really realized it to a high degree. He's had a, He had a good season. But uh, temper your expectations. Yeah, he's he's a young upside kind of flyer addition to the roster if they add him. Um, it does put into question what this means for Ish Wainwright because he's probably the guy that would be on the chopping block there. He got his team option picked up, but it's not guaranteed until January. So it's fully non-guaranteed. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. And I did talk to Ish at, at Summer League yesterday. I was asking him how he was doing he was saying, you've seen the tweet, right? And he tweeted something <laughs> to the effect of, I hear everybody what they're saying about me right now. Uh, he's been grinding. He's motivated. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that battle shakes out if they do add Bol Bol. Because, you know, a lot of people have mentioned it. He's probably not going to play meaningful minutes on this team. Um, and I understand if you're in the Suns position, you need to take flyers like this on younger guys with upside. Um, it would be fascinating garbage time minutes. But like we've been saying, I, I don't expect him to be a contributor on a title contender. But you wouldn't have to cut Ish or anybody else uh, and, and right away. You can carry yes. the guys into training camp. I think that would be the way to go because one of the knocks on Bull Bull, and I've talked to some people uh, while we've been out here about him, is does he really love basketball? Okay. And and that's a, that's been what was hinted to me as, what, as to why he hasn't stayed in any one place uh, for for a particularly long time is he's not driven to play. Uh, the DNVR guys were telling me a story that summer league a few years ago he was on the roster. They didn't even know if he was going to show up because nobody could get a hold of him. Okay, right, and he just showed up uh, the day that summer league started and decided, hey, I guess I'm playing. Uh, so so you got to wonder is is that going to be this kid's downfall because there's a lot of skill there there's no doubt in that you even saw it in orlando last year but they gave up on him and there's got to be a reason uh you maybe vogel can unlock that maybe kd can get him to lock in uh if that's if that's the reality of him but that's why i temper my expectations but i don't know the defensive rules real well but could you imagine if you just had Bobol, Katie, and DA literally just hold hands across the court. Who's getting through? I mean, literally, they I, I cover the whole that, thing. I think that game is called Red Rover. I, don't, I was trying to think of it. I was like, what is that game? Hands across America. You know, like, just go, go across the court there. Nobody's coming through. Oh, my gosh. Low-key, though, I miss playing that game. That game was a blast. Red Rover, Red Rover, send Bobo on over. That was such a good time. Listen, Gerald, you did get to talk to a couple of people yesterday, though, about the Bobo news. The first one, of course, was Tim McMahon of ESPN. What did he say? Last question, obviously the big one for Suns fans. What can they expect from Bobo if he signs with the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> Some possessions to make you shake your head for sure. Look, man, he's an interesting, he's an interesting prospect. Um, I don't know quite what to expect. I was a little surprised that Orlando let him go, though, just because I did think that he showed some, you know, pretty significant flashes there. Um, 
he's long, he can shoot a little bit, he can dribble a little bit. Sometimes you're like, oh, stop dribbling. But then it's like, well, hold on, how did he get through all that and end up laying the ball up or dunking the ball? I don't know. He's, he's an interesting character to watch. Exactly what to expect, the unexpected, I would say. <laughs> expect the unexpected. We're here for it. Okay. Chaos, baby. All right. <laughs> Like a little bit sad at the beginning. <laughs> the very, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Some plays that'll make you shake your head. But um, it'll be interesting, nonetheless. Nonetheless, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. We also heard from Kobe Price, who covered Bull Bull during his time as a Magic beat writer, and here's what he said about Bull. Yeah, I mean the upside. Obviously, Bull Bull brings a lot of excitement, especially in transition. You know that combination of size, length, handles, fluidity. It's something special, and there's a clip that always circulates. You know, I think it was against the Hawks. I think a December game around that time. He's you know going transition between the legs, behind the back. He dunks. The entire bench is like, oh my gosh. Those are the kind of plays that you know that you just like I said, just raise the energy of the building, raise the energy of the team. So that, that kind of what he brings. Um, just spectacular plays. Things he needs to work on is just a lot, you know, consistency. You know, you saw him start off very well last season, and then you know, as the season went on, you know, it was his first time really playing, being in a rotation. So whether it was fatigue, uh, defensively, there were things he needs to clean up. Technique, you know, there was a lot of times that you know he would catch a ball, you know, trying to attack, and he would tra either travel or step out. I think more so travel and step out of bounds. Mm -hmm. So just some technique things he needs to clean up. Maybe a couple focus things. Uh, especially defensively more than anything else. But, yeah, I mean, he's a, an exciting player. Um, how much impact winning, that's something that helps, you know, really work on more, you know, with the Suns, it sounds like, or, you know, beyond that. Look, I'm, any lineup he's in, I'm calling the chaos menu. Chaos menu. <laughs> for you. There we go. Just for you. Yes, Chef. Um, so, <laughs> look, I, we, it, later in that interview with Kobe, and we'll have these full interviews up later because we got a lot of good stuff from Summer League yesterday. A lot of cool people were there. Um but he was saying, like, I was, I, he wasn't surprised that the Magic waved him. He, he wasn't expecting it, per se, but um, it, it is an interesting dynamic where he's a player that, yeah, he'll be exciting in garbage time. He'll be a fun addition if he makes the roster. Um, but again, like, fundamentally, does he have the skill set to be a part of a playoff rotation? Probably not at this stage. But, you know, we're, we're talking about the Suns bringing back a G League team in the near future. We're talking about needing to develop younger flyers like this. So it makes sense to just at least see what he has to offer. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Low risk, high reward potentially yep. with Bowl Bowl. So I understand why the Suns are at least looking at him, wanting to bring him to training camp and, and at least have that that time with him. Uh, but we'll keep you posted if and when we hear if this becomes official. And uh, we'll discuss more then. And like Gerald said, those full interviews will eventually be up on our YouTube page and our podcast feed. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Also, if you have not already checked out our friends over at OGs, what are you doing? Go check them out. They make the best products, the best effect, and the best taste you can always get at OGs. Uh, pink lemonade that flavor is live now it is limited edition though so make sure you get your hands on it sooner rather than later so you don't miss out on the delightfully fresh tangy lemon hint of red berry and plenty of sugar flavor that they have they also have a mixed bags now which means you can get the fruit flavors and the cream flavors all in one bag so you get to mix it up OG's does not miss when it comes to flavor and effects. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com. You can also find them on Instagram at ogsbrands. And you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you do have to be 21 years or older to purchase. 
Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really enjoying our time here at Circa. The rooms are fantastic. The yes. facilities are fantastic. The location is great. The food in here is great. I'm pretty happy. How this, are you guys feeling? This is a dream come true, to be honest with you. Like, we're in Summer League covering it from this amazing cabana, yeah. getting to cover NBA basketball and talk to all these different people. Like, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a far cry from the uh, Airbnb living room we did the show from uh, last summer. Look at us this, on the up and up. Yeah, I know. This is Look a, at us. Who'd have thought? This is fantastic. I, I could not be more, uh, I won't even say, I, I'll say pleasantly surprised. I, you know, I, I, I hadn't been to Circa, hadn't really heard much about it before we got here and I don't think I'll stay anywhere else when I when I come to Las Vegas. This is fantastic. Yeah. And you can't beat it beat stadium swim out here. I came out here for the first time last night uh, and it was unbelievable and it's even better during the day. They so. had the UFC fights out here last yeah. night. Like this place is legit. It's also the world's largest sports book. It's a three story stadium style. It takes ten people to operate the 78 million pixel screen that they have out here. So I don't know if you're looking for the best place to take in Vegas and also from a sports perspective, Circa is where you guys need to be. And shout out to them for all the hospitality this week. All right. So as Gerald mentioned, we talked to a lot of people over the last couple of days and hopefully we'll continue to get more throughout the time that we are here. But Gerald, you caught up with Rachel Nichols and you talked with her just overall about the state of the Suns. So obviously the big move the Suns made over the offseason, bringing in Bradley Beal. Yeah. How do you see that working out for the Suns? I, mean, I think it's going to be great. I, I, I've been saying consistently ever since they made the Kevin Durant trade, you can't judge on what happens like through the playoffs. And by the way, they, they very respectable showing through the playoffs, but they had to give away so much to get him. That wasn't the team. So now, in the offseason, we're seeing them build a team. And Bradley Beal is a great place to start. He has been hungry. I, I know Bradley pretty well. He's been hungry to have this kind of experience, not be the only guy. He's had all the like scoring title type of best score on the team, all the points, all the money. Now he just wants to win, and that's the kind of guy you want on the team. Absolutely. How do you see that dynamic between the three of them kind of working out? Because they do. A lot of people have made the Brooklyn Nets big three comparison, but it feels like they're very interchangeable. Very different personalities than in Brooklyn. So I wouldn't go by that in, in either direction, good or bad. I think that these guys in particular are very good. They're, they're very good guys, all three of them, at helping each other out on the court. They're both going to draw so much defense, all going to draw so much defense that, like, the, you know, I said both because you'll get two guys drawing a lot of defense and then the other guy is going to be like, right? Um, I, I think the temperament is really, like, a great, great setup for a really successful year. Obviously, with their salary cap situation, they kind of had limited yeah. flexibility there, but they really kind of maximized those veteran signings. What do you think? Well, I was going to say, we saw people will want to come play with you if you put together a winning feeling team, right? And guys will sign for less and all that stuff. And that's what we saw. And by the way, it's not a bad place to live. No, it's really not. Can I tell you guys a secret? What's that? I was born in Phoenix. Were you really? So you're telling me that this whole time Rachel Nichols has been a Suns fan and we didn't even know it? She no, one, I, of us, one, one of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I don't know what was tinier though, the microphone or Rachel there. Sure <laughs> looked like he was six eight. I've sat next to Rachel Nichols. I know she's like five one. Yeah. Like, so. 
she, she's very petite, that's for sure. But listen, we've talked about it on this show, and she mentioned it too. Like, you're putting together a squad, and with that comes people who want to play for your organization. They want to play alongside the star players that you have acquired. And it's a great time to be a Suns fan right now. Like, we're, we should just be, just take a minute and be so thankful that we are on the other side of it now. There's, there's, there's been a lot of chatter over the last couple of days that that we've experienced from other people in terms of like their optimism for this upcoming season. And I don't, I think we're going to start to realize that this is this is truly going to be a season unlike any other in terms of the the hype, uh, the momentum that's going for this franchise, how many people are invested in what's going on, Matt Ishbia's impact on the franchise. Uh, but going back to the basketball side of this, you know, one of the things that that I I kind of learned this uh, yesterday was I talked to Joseph Blair who's the assistant coach for the Wizards and I asked him about Bradley Beal Mm -hmm. and uh, straight up he was like if there was ever a person he he did say Kevin Young has his hands full to try and figure this out he's like but if there was ever a guard or a person that could adapt uh, because of the way that they study the questions that they ask how inquisitive they are about the things that are going on within the system um, it's Bradley Beal he said his intelligence the way he soaks up the game, the way he can modify his own uh, play versus what other guys are doing is is top level. And if there was ever a piece that you're going to fit into this group that was going to be able to adapt to what the other guys are going to be able to do, it would be Bradley Beal. And that got me so excited because somebody has to defer from time to time or yeah. you know understand what their role is. And from the way Joseph Blair explained it, Bradley Beal will have no issues adapting to what is needed. If he needs to score more, he will. If he needs to pass more, he will. If he has to do multiple other things, he will. He's just that damn good of a basketball player, and so I'm hyped. Well, wasn't it Bradley Beal himself who at his press conference referred to their big three as selfless? Yes. So, I mean, he's obviously speaking for himself there. He's telling us without telling us that he's going to do all of those things, whatever it takes. I'm not here to make myself a star or to get more clout for my name. I'm here to work with these guys and win a championship. And I think that at this point we can agree that Devin and KD are also on that same level. Yeah, for sure. No, and you we, never know what you're going to see here. Same, right. so like this guy behind us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're live, but they can answer all your questions right there. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we talked about at Bradley Beal's press conference how he talked about wanting to push Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and be pushed by that kind of greatness, something he hadn't experienced since Russell Westbrook was there. And I think that kind of mindset speaks to the type of players that the Suns are targeting. Obviously, we've talked in the past about how they target good people and, you know, maybe we need some people with dogs in them. But I think it's getting to the point, and this is something we've been hearing, that like they're having to turn people down who want to yes, come here yes. um, with some of these vet minimum signings. And that's part of the reason why in the first 45 minutes, we got all the news yeah. about who they had. The, according uh, from what Gerald and I heard uh, you know, during this time, there was a line of people wanting to come here. Mm-hmm. And the Suns had to turn them away. Like, that is significant as hell. Yeah. That's just, again... That's awesome. And they beat out teams that uh, for guys that like like I, Eric I, Gordon. Well, Eric Gordon uh, obviously wanted or had Golden State interested in him. Uh, you know, Watanabe apparently had ten. He told a, a Japanese media outlet he had ten teams wow. that contacted him uh, that wanted him. I guarantee 
uh, at least one of those 10 was offering significantly more than the minimum. Yeah. People wanted to be in Phoenix. And like you said, Lindsay, it's a far cry from uh, the dark days, the 11 years that you spent where you had to beg, borrow, and steal just to get guys of any NBA quality to come to Phoenix. Yeah, and you know what we should do? What's we that? should cheers with our pretend four, four peaks to that turnaround. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Don't be lame like us. Go actually get some real Four Peaks so that you can have a much better celebration around the Suns. You know that Four Peaks and Phoenix Suns basketball go hand in hand, so make sure you pick some up for the week ahead. They've got a lot of great stuff um, over at Four Peaks, and if you have not been to their brewery in Tempe yet, highly recommend you check it out. Obviously, great beer, but great food as well and a great atmosphere. You can check out Four Peaks. Uh, at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on social to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Also, you guys, we're all looking pretty good in our Shady Rays here. These have come in clutch. Obviously, Vegas, Phoenix, pretty similar climate, so we already knew that we needed to come prepared with our eye protection and shout out to Shady Rays for making sure that we have gear that is built to last. We've got premium polarized shades. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Guys, we did get more news yesterday about the uh, in-season tournament. More specifically, we know who the Suns will be competing against within their group. So the Suns are in the West A group, and that means they're going to be competing against the Grizzlies, Lakers, Jazz, and Blazers. Yeah, How so, are you feeling about this? So the league split the, the, the two conferences into three groups each here, and uh, from November, beginning of November till the end, Tuesdays and, and Fridays, they're going to play these play these uh, tournament games. You're basically going to play four games against these four, and the best record is going to make it in with two wild cards. Look, the the draw, the Lakers are the real the real tough play here for the Suns. They're the team that you're probably going to have to compete most heavily with. We don't know what Memphis is going to look like. Portland is is likely going into a rebuild. The Jazz are a big question mark as well. Played well at times last year. They've got, uh, you know, Collins, and and they're still trying to build out that roster. So we don't know. But look, a lot of people are are, are saying, hey, well, how are, how is this even going to? Are people even going to care? Nothing has meaning until we place it in something, right? Yeah. And I think that that's what's going to happen here. Is all of a sudden these Tuesday and Friday games are going to get hyped there yep. uh, each week. Yep. You're going to go, okay. Now a Suns Lakers game, even though there's a, a, a an inherent rivalry, now is going to mean something in the middle of November. Uh, you know, and these guys are going to be competitive, and you're not going to see uh, you know load management on nights like this. The league A won't let it happen, at least in in year one. There's no way load management is happening in any of these uh, in any of these group games or any of the uh, tournament games after that. I well, think I think this makes things a lot more interesting in November. And a lot of people online were like, "Can we opt out of this? Like, I would just rest all of my players for all of these games." Well, you do know that uh, outside of the championship game, they still count towards the regular season. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's not like all of these games are extra games. It's just if you make it to the championship 
one bonus game. And I understand the concern, but at that point, they're in mid-season form. Sure, anything can happen, but I think we just need to, I think we need to let it happen one year and then decide how we feel about it. Like, let's see it play out before placing judgment. I mean, I just don't get why everybody's so against it. Like, who gives a shit? What else are you gonna watch? You're still gonna watch. Now these games actually have a little bit of meaning, more meaning than they did before. That's all that matters. Yeah. Like, you want games to matter. Be like, on the right side of history. Right. Get on board now. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh, even <laughs> if it's some dinky ass ring or trophy, who gives a shit? It's still something that these guys are competitive about and are gonna, gonna have a goal to try and win. It might not be the biggest goal. No, it's not better than an NBA championship. Nobody's trying to say that. No. But Stop the shitting on our dreams, damn it. <laughs> the trophy actually looks kind of cool. They unveiled it out at NBA Con yesterday. And I actually, they're calling it the NBA Cup. I'm sure it'll eventually have a cooler name. Uh, but I, I think that's, that's pretty cool. But look, like you said, what's the biggest knock on the NBA in October and November? Nobody cares. Exactly. The, the NBA doesn't exactly. start till Christmas yes. is what we always yes. hear. Well, now you got something that gives you a little intrigue. Uh, you're, they're doing it on nights that aren't football nights, which is smart. Tuesday, Friday is, aren't traditional football nights uh, for college or pro. So, so you're trying to carve your own uh, your own little niche in November, you know, in November and into early December. Let's do it. Let's have some fun with it. Let's win a, an NBA Cup in Phoenix and then a Larry after that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just an, a little bit of extra fun. We're just sprinkling some confetti on the cake. Like, <laughs> just, not a big deal. Just put a little relish on your hot dog, there people. There you go. It, mean, it means a hell of a lot more than a division championship does in the NBA. Right. Okay, I have a question for you that came from the chat. How do you guys feel about this? AJ said good experience for pressure moments, though. Do you think that actually could potentially be I, beneficial I, if you're in like a championship kind of situation? I think the teams that make it to that final four, um, when they get to Vegas and all the other fan bases are there, yeah. that's when that shit's going to change because yep. players are going to be like, wait, so let's just say, for example, it was like the Suns, the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Bucks, and all four of those fan bases are in the arena at the same time, which is what I hope will happen. Yes. Holy shit that's going <laughs> to be, be an cool. experience unlike any other because you only get that in college right yeah and that's going to be electric and those players you're going to see that switch flip so quick yep. uh from from any of those players because they're going to be like oh shit okay yep. let's get after it because now you you don't have one fan base talking shit to you on the court you have three <laughs> and it's going to be fucking awesome and that, one and done one and right. done we'll yeah, get done. that i love it that's it, and that's a great point too, because like it's gonna be a summer league environment where, like, in the best possible sense, it's a mob mentality. The crowd will react yes. to plays yes. on yeah. both sides, yes. and they will follow whoever is playing well. Like that is gonna be a really cool environment to watch an NBA game. Yeah, I just got hyped thinking about that. I know. I forgot about like you know Devin Booker crosses somebody over, gives Lord to the hoop, and dunks. Yep. Like it's gonna be electric in there. Like it just oh, yeah. is. I feel like it could be fun, and honestly, I wonder too. I think this one might be a little bit of a stretch, but I wonder if we get, because you know in the playoffs we get more celebrity sightings and like other athletes coming through. Will we get a little bit of that in oh, the yeah. midseason tournament yes, too? Yes, because Vegas. you know the league is going to do some kind of big concert series. The, the NBA is the best marketing in they sports. They get it. Good. They understand how to how to put on an event. They're going to make this a big weekend in Vegas in December. Yeah, there's going to be all sorts of people. I just think they should play the championship game in Cox Pavilion so you can feel like you're sitting right You can't make enough money off of that, Espo. You need more seats. <laughs> if, 
if Espo was in charge of the NBA, the league, the league would have gone bankrupt like a decade ago. The, come on, way earlier than that. Or, or the tickets would be so expensive that only the wealthiest among us would be able to watch the NBA in person, which yes. would also be a terrible thing. I'm just throwing that And out. every team would wear purple for their jerseys. <laughs> I, I would be the shittiest GM and ba- or, uh, commissioner in basketball history, and GM for that matter, too. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you, as always. Uh, we will have a show for you tomorrow at 11 a.m. as well, so plan to come hang out with us then. Until we see you next time, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at phnext underscore suns. If you are here with us on YouTube, leave a thumbs up on your way out. If you are listening on an audio podcast form, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out a lot. And then... I do have one housekeeping item I forgot to mention. It's a little minor summer league tidbit, but uh, for those who are asking what the Suns are doing with their last summer league roster spot because Isaiah Todd got traded, uh, that went to Aaron Gordon, who is the younger brother of Eric Gordon, uh, who now just signed with the team. Um, he, you know, if you look up his numbers, they're not great, but it's an extra body to fill in. So yeah, but was... finally we got the good brother too, not just the bad brother. So <laughs> there we go, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, you can uh, check us out on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay Smith AZ. Saul is at Saul underscore Bookman. Gerald is at Gerald Borgay. And of course, Espo is at Espo. Espo, take us home. We're in Vegas. Let's go find that NBA Cup and take some shots. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like this.